Hey everyone, it's Paulie here, back in your ears, and uh, I'm going to be narrating a letter called Here Today, which is about ephemeral art. Let's tuck right in, shall we? Well, most of us like when things last a long time. Love, good weather, your favourite pair of socks. But there's something to appreciate about fleeting moments, something you must commit to memory as fast as you can. A firework having its bright, beautiful moment before fading away forever. This week we're talking about ephemeral art, artwork which is designed not to last for whatever reason, due to the materials used, the nature of performance, or through human intervention. So this first section is on Nelly Azevedo, a Brazilian visual artist and sculptor that has been watching us melt away since 2005. The Minimum Monument, which first exhibited in Sao Paulo in 2005, is a public arts art piece featuring hundreds of 20 centimeter tall ice sculptures, faceless humans in relaxed seated positions. While the climate change statement is there to see, the original intention of the work was to critique public monuments and to take into account, quote, the history of the defeated, the anonymous, to bring to light our mortal condition. In other words, who do we celebrate with our metal statues, our marble busts? The minimum mon monument celebrates those lost to history, the victims of policy, the people who fall in between the cracks in the tectonic shifts of state and religion. The video I've included follows how this work has evolved since then with the development of suspended state. Ice sculptures suspended above pots and pans and microphones, the percussion of their bodies fading away reverberates the soundtrack of the voiceless. You can also learn more about Azevedo's process and how they pulled off having more than 900 ice sculptures suspended at once. I've included their website. This next artist is Francis Elise. In 1997, Belgian artist Francis Elise pushed a large block of ice through the streets of Mexico City for nine hours in a project called Sometimes Making Something Leads to Nothing. Our focus here is less on the ice itself, but the man pushing it and the environment he inhabits. The act of manual labour, of moving a resource from one area to the next, is a natural part of the visual language of the street. Workers build buildings, couriers deliver packages, grannies go and buy biscuits even though they already have 10 tins of biscuits at home. We see people carrying things all the time. We're trying to get somewhere, trying to avoid running into people. To stare is rude, to linger is dangerous, so why would we focus on a man moving ice? We watch as Elise pushes the ice past various passers-by who don't hesitate, don't stop to ask. The street offers uh, anonymity, they equalise. Nobody owns the street and what moves through it. Jackson Arn offers an interesting layer to the performance also. The white cube that Elise pushes resembles the white cube of the gallery, a phrase coined by Irish art critic Brian O'Doherty. While the white cube of the gallery is an internal, privately owned space, where art can be bought, exhibited to the people who can afford to see it, the white cube of the street cannot be owned by anyone. It is seen, shared and ultimately temporary. This form of art cannot outlive the environment it is born into. The only privilege it has is to be committed to memory or replicated. A truly public communal work of art. And I've included Francis Lee's website as well. Finally, we have Pope L. Broadway in New York City is one of the longest streets in the world, stretching 22 miles long and cutting across multiple parts of the city, from Manhattan to Yonkers to Sleepy Hollow. It is busy lit up day and night by luminescence, by traffic. It is dirty, loud and populous. You certainly wouldn't want to crawl across it for nine years to draw attention to racial inequality in the United States and to 
quote, reinvent what's beneath us to remind us where we all come from. Well, Poe Bell is an American performance artist who is best known for his crawls, a performance that involves crawling through the streets using only your elbows and knees. The crawls through Broadway took place from 2001 to 2009, with Pope presenting his various crawl figures, including Superman. There's a train going past, absolutely obliterating my ears. The juxtaposition between Superman, a near god who grew up in the overwhelmingly white rural locale of Kansas, who is invulnerable and all-seeing, to the crawler is stark. Popel stated that Superman was a beloved icon to his Aunt Jenny, a white man who was almost as important to her as Church. Superman thus occupies a unique space in his memory as a beloved symbol and as something to be challenged. To be Superman as a black man is not enough, or so it appears, as Popel drags himself across the concrete, ignored, ridiculed, and f- or followed by passers-by. There is an absurdity in the performance too, Popel self-proclaiming as a fisherman of social absurdity, inviting conflict and confusion. A moment occurs where a policeman stops Popel as he is on all fours, apparently due to a passerby calling the police after witnessing a white man filming a black man on the floor. The policeman expressed concern for Popel, but as this is happening, the policeman touches Popel, towering above him with authority, but also the physical upper hand. The inequality of the interaction lays bare how those at their lowest, their literal proximity to the street, can dictate how they are seen and dealt with. But it is also silly. The policeman is justifiably concerned for the individual who is wearing a Superman costume and a skateboard, but also is less concerned with overstepping personal boundaries due to the spatial configuration of the performance. Since then, Pope has done crawls with participants who are invited to, quote, give up their physical privilege and satirise their own social and political advantage, creating a captivating scene of struggle and vulnerability shared with the entire community. The absurd nature of the performance is emphasised as a strength here, an opportunity to ridicule your own privilege and embrace closeness to others in the most absurd way. Whether the crawl lasts a day, a month or nine years, it is experienced by those who happen to be there. Whoever stops to look, to try and decode, whoever gets on their belly and follows. And then, like all traffic, it is forgone again. Uh, That was it for this week. I hope you enjoyed this little foray into ephemeral art. I was going to cover a personal favourite of mine, which is, um, oh, I don't know how to say this person's name, but I think it's like Kai Guangqiang, Skyladder, which is a spectacular burning bridge to heaven, which was dedicated to the artist's grandmother who was in ailing health. But I didn't include it as uh, Guangqiang is now wrapped up in various blockchain NFT bullshit and uh, I'm simply not about it. Uh, I wish Kriegyang would go back to blowing up the sky the proper way. Um, but that's it for this week. Um, check out that artwork I just mentioned because it is really cool. And uh, yeah, see you soon. Love, Paulie.